Hey, welcome aboard, shipmates. Dapper Dividends, number one to the good ship, the DD, the Dapper Dividends. We are on uh, Donald Trump. I woke up this morning and found out the big news. He has the coronavirus, and I really don't care. Uh, predicting that he's either going to live or he's going to die. And when he gets better or he doesn't get better, we've still got problems, and it's going to be pretty pretty crazy here. It's going to be pretty tumultuous. So it's really not going to affect my ability to make money or feed my family. So I'm not as focused on the things that I can't control. And this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you got to start focusing on the things that you can control and really less on the things you can't, which, hey, you know that I read it. It's big news. The market was down to start the day. Now, that is something I can control with what I do buy and don't buy in the market and how much money I put in. That's fully under my control. So that is of utmost utmost importance to me as aside from if the president or any political leader or anybody that's not in my immediate direct family that I really don't know and don't care about too well that has a virus. What's more important, I will tell you, is when I was at Aldi, I was buying peanuts. I love peanuts. I love nuts. And I thankfully, I don't understand all these nut allergies nowadays. It seems so many kids have nut allergies or did have nut allergies. Weird thing that happened. Don't remember that when I, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s. I I started my schooling in the 1980s. 1983 was when I went to kindergarten. That's when I started Miss Sitterly in, uh, no, that's my fourth grade teacher. I don't remember my kindergarten teacher. Well, look at that. I was going to bust out some names and show you how sharp as a tack my mind is. And apparently there's a little bit of rust and a little bit of a kink in that tack. Anyways, I grew up in Berwyn, Illinois. And what's more important to me is I lose my train of thought here and struggle mightily to get it back. Oh, peanuts. That's right. I don't remember anybody having a peanut allergy. Didn't hear of it. Nothing, never, ever until maybe 10 years ago or more it started uh, that I I heard about the peanut allergies creeping in. Either way, I like getting nuts. I like snacking on nuts. And I go to Aldi. If you're not familiar with Aldi, they're a German company that's been here for quite some time. And I thought it was really interesting how back in the day so i'm standing in line at aldi and i was remembering how embarrassed i was when i had to go with my mother to aldi we didn't we weren't poor but we were definitely lower uh middle class pretty low middle class i had a stepfather that i didn't get along with and he worked as an auto body mechanic on hot rods my mother stayed at home. <clears throat> I have a brother who was born in 1990 when I was, I can do math here, I was 12. I was 12 years old when my brother Carl was born. And he was born with both spina bifida and Asperger's, which I understand is now not a thing anymore. And it's just autism. On my, <clears throat> my side of the family, on my mother's side of the family, autism runs uh, pretty prevalent and on my stepfather's side spina bifida 
has been in his family. So just unfortunate that my brother got the worst of both. But he's making do. He's still still alive and kicking. The kids had several surgeries when he was a baby. He had to have a shunt uh, put in his head to drain fluid from his brain uh, down to the lower extremities where, where that gets taken care of. Either way, so my mother stayed at home uh, with him. She was tending to him most of the time. And we would shop. So we had one income and it wasn't a great income. And we would shop at Aldi because it was the cheapest place, hands down, to buy food. But it was a stigma. That was where the poor people shopped. That was where old people on fixed incomes shopped. And I didn't like it and I knew it. And I kind of, you know, did one of the pull my hat down. Don't hope hope nobody I go with to school with is is here and seeing. And Aldi is is a store where you buy cheap groceries. Now my grandparents they would help from time to time when they're when it was possible they would help out, which made things a little bit more more bearable. And. I would stay overnight at their house uh, because my stepfather and I didn't get along. So I would stay overnight at their house on Friday nights after school. Then my mother would pick me up on Saturday morning and bring me to Aldi with her, the dreaded Aldi. <clears throat> so I would have to help her shop and it was rough, man. You know, we didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't get much of an allowance. This was one of the reasons why I began working at such a young age, I would get, this is, you know, maybe the 1990 to 92, say I would get a dollar allowance every week, one dollar. But we were very religious back then, uh, non-denominational, charismatic, born-again Christian. I would have to pay 10% to the church. So <clears throat> effectively, I was getting to keep 90 cents a week. And my friends were getting about $20 a week. It was not very easy going to the card shops and video game stores and arcades that they still had and comic book shops. And I had a buck, less than a buck. <clears throat> I would save up. Sorry, that. Hope I didn't blow out your eardrum. So they got 20 bucks a week. I got a buck. <clears throat> and it just, I was determined to have more. I was so determined that when I turned 15, that I was going to make my own money. I was going to do whatever I can. I would help out my grandpa. <clears throat> Thank God for him. I would pull weeds. I would whatever and he knew, whatever he needed me to do, he would overpay me. So, but at least I, I showed that effort as I've always had that elbow grease, that work effort to give it my all. And because I was determined more, as soon as I turned 15, I believe it was a week <clears throat> Yeah, uh, frog in my throat. A week after I turned 15, I started applying at fast food restaurants wherever I could. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, White Castle. And White Castle was the first to call me back and give this young, strapping young lad a chance. I was 15, so I could only work the cash register and wash dishes. Now, I've told you this story before. The big, big hard-ass manager, Mary, she had been there for 20 years. Real smoked yellow teeth rough tumble looked like she could probably uh probably throw down with the best of them and i had to wash dishes pots and pans on my first day and i i said i'm gonna do my damnedest at this i gave it my all 
Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. I gave it my all, and she was impressed as hell. She said, you know what, kid? You've got some work ethic. You gave this elbow grease. Not enough people around here do that. She said, you keep that up, and you're going to get a raise. And I got a raise early. She promoted me to working the register fairly quickly. I learned that. Working the drive-thru was next. So I was moving up in the world of White Castle over there in Berwyn, Illinois, on the corner of Harlem Avenue and Ogden Avenue, which it is still there. Google Earth it for all y'all that are not from around here. And I worked my way up. I worked there until I saw a better opportunity. I heard a friend or a classmate, it was, worked at Farmore, which was a retail shop uh, or a farm. I don't know how to describe it. They had pharmacy and food there. It was far more. P-H-A-R-M-O-R. I worked there as a stock boy. That was a fun job. And they went out of business because the ownership, I believe, was stealing money. And people at that store, I know, were stealing money and goods. Everybody did it. So it's it's no wonder why they went out of business when, when they just had a culture of corruption from the top on down. Everybody was stealing. So we had this trick. I, you know, my thing was was sport cards. <laughs> and we had the the cashier girls that we knew. So we would get in line and they would ring up every maybe fourth or fifth item. I remember getting boxes of cards. They would just scan the whole box. I would pay like a dollar, two dollars for it. <laughs> it was supposed to be a dollar per pack. But everybody did it. Yeah, it wasn't right. And, you know, the they went out of business, so... <laughs> far more was no more and from there I went to service merchandise uh, was there for a little bit doing stock work they went out of business as well but not when I left and a friend that I know worked at the uh, McNeil Hospital dish room which is where I worked in a dish room washing dishes until it was time for me to go to the Navy when I turned 8 17 actually I joined when I was 17 and then I got out of the Navy and and I've gone through a couple companies, but I'm doing what I'm largely doing now. The point of all this backstory is growth. I grew and I was always seeking to improve no matter where I was. From that very moment when I saw my friends that had $20 and I had 90 cents, I was determined to make a change in my life. And I did make that change. And yeah, it started small. But as that Confucius quote goes, the man, or I don't know if you could say man now, the person, the person who moves a mountain carries away small stones or starts carrying away small stones. I, but, I butchered it. Lo siento, Confucius. I'm sorry, Confucius. But you can change. You start now. You start today. And not only did I change, but Aldi changed. And the change wasn't overnight. I brag now about going to Aldi. People in the fire community I hear them talk about going out of their way to go to Aldi because it's such great savings on grocery. There was such a negative stigma when I used to have to go there with my mom. It was terrible. I prayed nobody would see me drive by and see me walking in to Aldi because I would that would have been ridicule. And that's just the way things were back then. It's okay. We survived. I survived. I, I got through it. But the change didn't happen overnight. Same thing from the time I I determined and I resolved that I was going to get more money. That didn't happen overnight either. So change is slow. It takes time. It takes effort. And you can control the change when it happens. 
It's the magic ingredient though, is time. So just start today. There's no perfect time to change something in your life. And it takes a while, just like when somebody loses weight or my kids, my mother is coming in from Laramie, Wyoming. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> my mother's coming in from Laramie. Man, it's just the end of the nights here. I get so tongue-tied because my brain's just starting to shut down here. And it's sober October too, so I haven't been drinking. There's no alcohol. Two days in, it's going well so far. And Halloween is the next time I will have a drink of alcohol. Excited to have this. Excited to see what happens. I'll let you know. I'll keep you abreast and informed of any changes that go on. So my mother's coming in in two weeks. And every time she just can't get over how big my kids are. And I don't see it to me because I see them every single day, seven days a week. I don't know. They look the same to me. So that's the same thing. The same thing with change in your life. It's gradual. It, It just takes time. And the best thing to do is just start. There's never a perfect time to start anything. Just do it and get going already. And I did look up that quote here as I was stalling from Confucius. I wanted to do my man right. The big C, big C Confucius man. He said, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. So thank you, Confucius, for that one. And with that, I'm going to tell you what I bought. Not a lot. This week, I kind of nibbled just a little bit. I always have a minimum that I put in every single week. And in the taxable, I did receive dividends from Pepsi. Now I love Pepsi. I use their product every week, every day. I love the Quaker Oats oatmeal. I have oatmeal every day. That's right. Oatmeal with raisins is my favorite. I got $11.25 from Pepsi. Now the next time that's going to be more because if you remember every single week, I buy one share of Pepsi. Now we'll get to that. But the second company I got dividends from was ticker symbol ALB, Albemarle. They produce lithium. They mine lithium. They mine lithium. They move lithium. They are all about lithium. Uh, They're a um, basic materials uh, sector. I got $3.85 from them. So not a lot. This was a a down week. $15.10 came to me, but that's $15.10 of true passive income that I didn't have to do anything extra for. And what I did buy, I look at that as a $15.10 discount off of a share of a stock. So that's how I I cut that. I cut the dividends with new cash coming in and I buy a share of stock with it. And I bought a share of Pepsi, my share of Pepsi at $138.50. That's $4.09 of annual dividend income added. And the yield on that, you know, nothing high respectable 2.95%, but a solid company all the way around. My goal is to have 100 shares of Pepsi so I can start writing some nice big blue chip premium covered calls because all I'm writing covered calls on now is Altria and AT&T and Neo. Neo has been on fire if you haven't noticed. This one's killing me. I'm going to probably have to roll my covered call up and out. My covered call expires November 20th. So I've got some time, but it's for $13. And the further it gets away from $13, the more expensive it gets. And the more I won't lose, but the more I could have made because my upside is limited and capped at 13 bucks a share. So 
So we'll see what goes on with that. You'll you'll be made aware. Don't you worry your pretty little head now. And then I bought a share of a stock that is just falling and clobbered. And I'll talk about this in a moment after I get through the portfolios of XOM, ticker symbol XOM, ExxonMobil at $32.39, pays $3.48 a year for a whopping 10.74% yield. That is crazy. And do you think I'm worried? I'm not worried. I'm a little teensy-eensy bit concerned because anything can happen. But I'll tell you why I'm not so overly concerned in a minute. And all in all, that just added this week with those two shares. That's all I bought, just two shares. See how easy that is? $7.57 of dividend income a year. That's beautiful. That's $7.57 a year that I'm, you know, if all things remain static, I'm not going to have to work for it. It's just going to keep coming in and growing because Pepsi and ExxonMobil, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that hello, that they will keep growing that dividend. That's it. That's for the taxable. And then the, then in the, the, come on tongue, wake up, get your moving, get your groove on. And the SDIRA. I miss Sega Genesis. That's a f- fun video game system. My, my I, I struggle, people. I have so many thoughts and things going around, bouncing around my head here. Sega Genesis was something that's near and dear to my heart. I grew up around. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, in the self-directed IRA, I got dividends from Genu- Genuine Parts Company, ticker symbol GPC, or is a corporation. We're going to go with company now. I reserve the right to be wrong. That's a disclaimer because <laughs> it's my show in my opinion. So ticker symbol GPC paid me $3.95 and that was it for the dividends in the self-directed IRA. And only a few buys this week. On Tuesday, I bought two shares of Federal Realty Trust, ticker symbol FRT at $73.16. That added a total of $8.48 because it pays $4.24, which is half of $8.48. And two shares today I bought of Chevron. This is crazy. $69.74. I got it in the 60s. I nabbed it. And you know I'm going to buy more next week if we're still going low, if it's still dropping. So Chevron pays uh, $5.16 a year per share. So double that up and you get $10.32. So in the IRA, just on those four, two, four total shares, two of Federal Realty and two of Chevron, I added $18.80. Now the uh, yields though, uh, I did on Federal Realty, these are very stout, 5.8% on Federal Realty and on Chevron, a very high, not as high as Exxon, as uh, 7 0.40% or as my buddy, my guy, the European dividend growth investor on their dividend doc talk podcast says 7.40%. They call it dot. We call it point. That's the way we do. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Let's move it on. So about Chevron, Exxon, why do I like it? Well, the oil and, and the commodities in general, this, so this is a larger point, but my point right here is for oil in the oil and the energies, the best thing for low prices is low prices. It's very simple. 
because when there's low prices, there is less demand. So when there's less demand, you know, the spigot gets turned off. In this case, the rigs, there was rigs shutting down. I posted this on Twitter, but on October 18th of 2019, there was in the United States, there was 851 rigs in operation. So October 18th, almost one year ago, 851 rigs. This just passed September 25th of 2020, 261 rigs in operation. And I know that number has dropped even more, but I wanted to give a demonstrate an actual Y charts. I showed a chart from Y charts to demonstrate my, to illustrate my point. That's a 69% drop in the operating rigs in 11 months. That means there's gonna be less supply coming online. And when that supply burns off, we're eventually gonna get back into balance. And when we get back into balance, this hopefully these headwinds will start to subside a little bit. We need some tailwinds. And I'm looking for capitulation. I don't think we're there yet. I was looking at the chart, it's getting close. And if you don't know capitulation is when the people give up. It's when you see a massive drop or you see a massive spike in price after something's running up. It's just, it's when everyone gives up and then the price is so high, people wanna sell or it's just so low, people just start buying and it's just a self-perpetuating cycle. It just starts pumping it back up. So I think the oil sector, uh, I think they're the best long-term value play right now because there is just so, they are so beaten down and there's so much negative sentiment about them. I think they have nothing but room to run up and we just need a catalyst. There just needs to be a little bit of a sentiment shift, a little bit of a catalyst. And I think they're gonna start, they're gonna start uh, fluctuating back up. Listen to the music while I take a sip. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Goody goody gumdrops. So what have I also been doing? I tweeted out on eBay. I've officially begun liquidating almost all of my precious metals. I went out. It's been a long time coming. If you remember, I was so stupid. I, I bought into the claim that the market was going to implode. And what we were seeing around 2014, 2015 was a dead cat bounce of sorts and the market was going to plummet. The dollar was going to crash. Gold was going to go to whatever, $100,000 an ounce. And I sold, I sold some IRA funds, not a bit, but less than $10,000 worth. (laughs) And I bought gold, I bought silver, I bought platinum, and I did not buy palladium. I bought nickel and copper. I just started buying precious metals because I wanted to hedge my hedge against inflation and which it does, but damn it, I was never told that they don't produce income and they are a store of wealth. They're not good investments. They are not good for capital appreciation. They can not like stocks, they don't bring you income. So what I bought gold at around $1,700 an ounce and I had to watch that fluctuate all the way down to the 1100, 1200 range. 
sit there for a long time and be down as I kept watching the market go up and up and up. The moral of that story is don't sell, especially not only that did I sell when stocks were on the rebound, but I had to pay a 10% penalty because I took it out of the IRA. That was stupid. That was a rookie mistake. I didn't know better. And because I didn't know better, I couldn't do better. So when you know better, do better. And now I know better and I'm up on my gold. I've, I was buying silver around $15, $16 an ounce. And now it's around $23, $24 an ounce. So I've got it all up on eBay. I'm going to convert that into cash and just plow it right into dividend growth stocks. Get that income coming in. You may think it's not as safe. I actually have a Morgan Silver Dollar from 1879 on there. Now, the thing is, Procter & Gamble has been around for almost that long. Johnson & Johnson. I believe Procter & Gamble has been paying dividends since the 1880s. Uh, I should have wrote that down. I didn't. I apologize. But it's been a long time. It's been before 1900. Now imagine if you could have had, I don't even know how many shares an ounce of silver would have bought of Procter & Gamble back in, we'll just say 1880 or 1879 when that Morgan silver dollar is from. It would have been a lot. And man, all those dividends throughout the years compounded and growing. I'd rather have that share of Procter & Gamble from 1879 than the, now I'm going to have to look that up. Now I'm wondering if I'm confusing that with something. Damn it. It's okay. I'm pretty sure I'm right. We'll look it up later. You can look it up. There you go. There's some something for you to do. So anyway, I got it all on eBay. I'm selling it, selling all my coins, my bullion, my ingot, the, the, the silver, the gold, the platinum, you know, just getting rid of it as I can and putting it into something that produces income. And I believe that is the best bet. Uh, I will continue to hold just a little bit, just in case it's good to have a little bit, but not a lot. That's what I'm doing. I, I thank you all. I thank you all for stopping by again. I'm going to get to my song of the show here in just a minute. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. I'm always tweeting stuff. Hit me up, talk to me, ask me any questions you got. I'll get back to you, give you my opinion. It may not be right, but it'll be my opinion. And that's the main thing that counts. And YouTube, I'm going to be doing a video tomorrow. Worthy Bonds, they put out a new, uh, they're going to be releasing a new offering of bonds called Worthy Community Bonds. And I'm going to actually break down how the company is set up, structured, how the bonds work in this company. I've done my homework. I read through the SEC filings. So when I get up, I was going to say when I hang up with you all. So when I get off this, uh, my kids are coming down. They're going to put a movie on and I'm going to start working on some of my slides and things that I would like to show. And that's on YouTube, uh, the Dapper Dividends, uh, youtube.com slash Dapper Dividends. And my book that I'm writing, have written, is being edited and proofread right now. That's cool. That's in the works. A lot of stuff going on. I'm busy and I work full time too. I work about 50 hours a week on average, I'd say. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little or a lot more. That's what I do. 
So I'm going to take a very quick break and I will be back to tell you about my song of the show. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. It's Friday night. Oh, yeah. It's Friday night. It's Friday night, and my song of the show is a Chicago band. Chicago. Can you hear my accent? My Chicago accent, (laughs) y'all? Saying y'all, that's in the South. That's in the South, man. They say y'all down in the South. Down that dirty South. So, in Chicago... Uh, where Naked Ray Gun is from. <laughs> it's a lot of sausage. We got Chicago. We got the we got Chicago pizza, deep dish. We got the Bears, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Hawks. <laughs> we got sausage. We got it all. We got Naked Ray Gun. So, Soldier's Requiem. I said so, didn't I? Ooh, why do I do that? Soldier's Soldiers Requiem by Naked Raygun. It's on the playlist. Check it out. This is a song that I love. Gives the end of it gives me goosebumps. The woe-o's. This is just classic punk. This is just a great punk sound. And I am proud that they are from my hometown, from my city. They are from well. I guess Chicago isn't my hometown. My hometown is about nine miles away from the city proper. <clears throat> the city, the downtown area, the loop, they call it. <clears throat> and his throat. Here's a funny joke for y'all. Little Chicago joke. Guy gets on the bus and says, does this bus go to the loop? And the driver says, no, it goes beep, beep. Boom, look at that. That's Chicago accent all up in this place right there. To the loop. <laughs> so it is Naked Raygun. Great band. Check them out. Love the song. I love being around. I heard a funny term. My wife was, we were laughing about it, was wine, women, and song, which of course she changed to, well, you'd be in heaven if it was just whiskey, women, and song. That's some of my favorite things to do as adult time with adults. I love being around live music. I love being in my my place. Uh, there's only a few places in Chicago that will play Naked Raygun. And our club, Exit Chicago, where we met. And I haven't been there since COVID. It's been tough. I ha- It's coming up on a year. My wife and I were there when we went out on December 7th for our anniversary. That's the last time I was there. That's crazy. Since I've been back out of the Navy... It's never have I not been there in a year. So there it is. So anyways, I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here and check it out. Great song. Uh, just to touch on that again, I, I imagine they'll crank it up. People with bikers, tattoos, freaks, geeks, weirdos, tramps, vamps. It doesn't matter. Just people be themselves and you're accepted. You're welcomed at a place like exit. And I love it being about two o'clock in the morning, had a few beers, maybe a shot or three. And this song just blasting so loud. That is some of the best times of my life. Some of the simple fun memories being in a bar with people just being themselves, 
freaks and weirdos everywhere. I know the bartenders. This song blasting. What a great memory. <laughs> I can't drink tonight because it's sober October. But that's fine. I'll have one. I'll tip one back. I'll tip a uh, sparkling water back. And I'll be woe-owing with that. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. I hope you have a very good weekend. Remember, do something. Do something that you were planning on doing. Just get it started. Start that ball rolling. Take Confucius's advice. I will talk to you later. Peace.